All right, so many women have been telling me they are so busy, especially our university students. They're always asking me for a better way to um, work on their schedule and their work and make sure that they are being productive in university. It's really easy to lose focus, and I get it, especially with COVID. So many people used to be able to go out to the cafe and just like get some coffee and sit in and do some work or do like group things at the library or maybe even just, you know, go to class, period. A lot of people are still doing class online, and it's really, really discouraging. It's not so motivating, makes people procrastinate a little bit. And it's also just kind of like, Meh, right? So we're going to talk today about how we can have some organization hacks for university students. And if you're not a university student, these are honestly still great busy women hacks that all women should keep in mind. So check it out as a kind of reminder if you haven't already, if you kind of let things go, how to get things, rein them back in, get yourself organized and make sure you're super productive and motivated. Hello, Sama alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I am your host, Mindful Muslim, and we come to you twice a week. Look forward to three times a week in Ramadan, where we talk about all the things you care about as Muslim women, all the stuff that nobody's necessarily helping you with, that you just need a little bit of advice, a little bit of help with. We do... Um, personality stuff like in terms of um, personal growth and self-confidence and um, marriage and relationships and parenting and life hacks and today we're going to surely do something which has been requested a lot which we have a lot of university students that listen we actually have women from 137 countries mostly from the ages of about 18 to 38 but we do have a little bit less a little bit higher i'm um, actually in our book club yesterday we had our youngest book club member which was 16 and that's probably the youngest i'll allow but this was a very mature young lady and you know who you are and um we had actually just an amazing book club yesterday and i wanted to just say that right now before i start just make like one or two very quick announcements um before ramadan it's really awesome to get yourself together we don't want to have that typical ramadan where we start off really excited and then like after the first couple days or a week it starts to get like eh it's not so cool, like it's not so good and productive. And then we try to like pull ourselves up the last 10 days to try to make the most out of it. And then Ramadan's over with like a, a crash. And then we feel like, ugh, I needed this Ramadan to change my life and it just didn't. We wanna make sure that doesn't happen to you. We wanna make sure that you feel like you actually had a productive Ramadan. Sorry, every once in a while I have an honest mommy moment because I do most of my recording very early in the morning, if you have to know, like right after Fajr. But today I had a couple of things to do first and I decided to do it very close to the time when my kids wake up. So this is real life and we are recording. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, they're uh, eating breakfast. I wanted to um, just say like, yeah, the, the book club was amazing because like we're all getting ready for Ramadan together and that is so good. So we are closing that this Wednesday, like hard stop. So please, if you do want to get in, um, we're doing the mind, Muslim mindset. I don't give the book out for free. It's like, yeah, it's somebody's book. Like, I don't know. We just all had to get it on Kindle. It's very, um, it's, it's like cheaper than if you want to buy an Amazon, but if you could buy an Amazon, you do that as well. Either way, um, I'll put the link below in the show notes to get in. Um, or you could always DM me at mindful Muslim, but definitely, um, it's in the show notes. Always, always, I have tons of links in there. Go in there guys. And if you don't know the regular stuff we do, go to www.mindful dash muslima m-u-s-l-a-m-a-h dot com that is our website and you'll see all the cool stuff we do for women all the time last one is we are reopening now i mean we've had it a little bit open before with the application but for those of you who have heard me say the words thrive muslima 
over and over again, that little phrase, like, yes, we are reopening Thrive Muslima. We only open it once or twice a year for women to come in and allowing just the floodgates of women to come back in for this second round of welcoming you guys in. And this is perfect right before Ramadan because before Ramadan, you want to have that support. So we have two things happening for Ramadan. Let's make that last announcement. We're going to get straight into the podcast. The first one is in Ramadan, we have an entire um, you know, program within Thrive where we're going to have Quran buddies and fasting buddies. So if you're a revert and you feel like, oh my gosh, Ramadan by myself, this is going to be hard. We can pair you up. We're actually in the middle of putting up some other cool stuff that has nothing to do with Ramadan, but it is actually going to be super supportive. Um, we're really committed to mentoring women. It's really hard to do that by myself. So we are doing, because I have thousands of women, like I said, from like 130 something countries so we are i'm working on like an entire mentorship team where inshallah those people will be checking in with women once a week on thrive if they want that additional perk and also we have pathways that we are putting into thrive where you can jump on a pathway which is like a mini journey to um, increase your self-esteem or a mini journey to work on your parenting or work on your marriage. And so we're going to have, we're turning our vault of videos into like a sequence of steps to get into a better place in those. That's super exciting. Last, sorry, we have so much going on. Um, last is Ramadan recharge is coming. So usually what women always want help with in Ramadan is like they want help with like how to have a healthy Ramadan and lose weight or be you know more conscious about the the food that they eat they want help with menstruation and like how can I still stay connected to Allah during Ramadan they want help with like their social media bad habits how can I kick these so I can focus on Allah and finally become the person I want and all these things and then on top of that just daily they want motivation they want inspiration they want to know how to like not do what I what I mentioned beginning which is like start off really awesome go really low at the end feel disappointed so we have an entire program where the whole Ramadan we support you this is like an additional thing this is outside of Thrive this is not part of Thrive where we have a whole bunch of people come on and just do so many cool lives and everything so um there are tons of um free books that you get with that and like additional reads if you want to have like deeper spirituality and connection with Allah we have so many things so if you do want to join that program we will put the link for that in the show notes as well so I just want to throw those out before I get into our productivity because Ramadan's coming a lot faster than we think we want to make sure we're ready all right, organization hacks for university students and busy women. Let's do it. So I have been, I mean, you know me, if you've heard my podcast, I myself have gone to university, obviously. I have a couple different degrees. Um, two are from the U.S. I think one is from um, in the work for the U.K., like in terms of, I think, schooling over there. When I had at one point, I lived in Dubai and I had done international studies works. And at the end of the day, like, I have learned so much about how to be a student and how to actually do your schedule right. And I think there's some tips I want to shed today. All right. So with that, I want to say there are some things that some of them are going to sound maybe a bit new or a bit, you know, whatever. But then some of them are going to say, hey, that kind of like, you know, like everybody knows that. But see, here's the thing. I want people to understand when you want to be successful and productive in your life, it's not like some earth shattering thing you're going to hear. A lot of times we think like, oh, if I just had that magical tip that I needed to do this thing, like I would be doing it. And that's just 
not true. After like 40 something years of my life and doing this, like I said, for like years and years, at least two decades with women and like my own journey. And you know, I have five kids and like three of them are been through university and been married. Like I have done this. I have been supporting people. I have seen the trends of what happens, what works, what doesn't work. And so with that, I will say it's the little things. It's the simple things that people just don't do, that people just like, oh, inshallah, oh, that sounds nice, but they don't actually do it. So with that, I just want you to know, pay attention to those things. As I'm talking, those things you're like, oh, mm, yeah, well, I already know that. Those are the things you have to ask yourself. You know it, but do you do it? Every single one of these that I say, I want you to ask yourself, you might know that, but do you do it? And this is kind of like that wake up call to say, even if I, I'm going to give you probably about like eight tips today. Even if you could just walk away with one or two of these and try to do it, please do that, that favor for yourself. All right. All right. So the first one is, ta-da-da, have a realistic schedule. Most people don't. Some people have no schedule. <laughs> you know who you are. Um, so I talk to a lot of women all the time and they have like, they make a schedule like the beginning of the school year of whatever they're going to do or the beginning of the year in January or like, you know, New Year's resolutions or whatever. And they make this schedule and it's like ridiculously usually um, unrealistic if they make one or they don't make one at all. And they just like, inshallah it and then never quite make one. But let's say they made one, um, they'll make it and then they make it once and then they never go back and tweak it. So that is one of the things that I'm telling you is the difference between a woman who is successful and who is not. If you have uh, listened to my, um, like how I do my scheduling, my own personal scheduling in Ramadan I'll come up with like my ultimate Ramadan schedule definitely look forward for that tons tons of stuff like how I organize my house for Ramadan how I do everything and if you're a university student and you're gonna have to do any type of schooling during Ramadan and by the way I'm going back to school for my fourth degree and I am gonna be doing university studies during um, Ramadan as well so I totally feel you and this is the point you need to have a realistic schedule you need to have one that you keep going back and what does that mean that means like sit down with yourself be really honest you said you were gonna wake up and do that morning routine you're not doing it like just how why aren't you doing it let's just get to the to the root of that and then what could you do instead if you say oh i'm gonna wake up every morning and do like two pages of quran but you find yourself doing zero quran or like only a, a one page or half a page or you know whatever just just to ask yourself why is that am i setting the bar too high what I advise women is to do very, very small changes. Don't do huge, big changes because we usually abandon them, right? So if you want to read Quran in the morning and that's something I do suggest you start that now before Ramadan, then definitely put that as a small thing. Every day I'm going to read just two ayats of Quran or five ayats of Quran when I wake up. That's it. I'm not going to like memorize or read pages upon pages. You want to create consistency and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the consistent deeds. So be real with yourself and check in with your schedule regularly. If you have heard my past podcasts and how I schedule, I have an awesome podcast that you guys have told me it was really been helpful, I guess, called um, How to Keep It All Together or How to Hold It All Together. It's one of my older ones, but I show you how to have like the craziest life and still do it all. And one of those things that I mention is like the fact that I go back to my planner over and over. If you see my morning routine on here in the podcast, and I've done one on YouTube, but it's like pretty outdated. I need to do one again. I think it will be like almost two years now. And so I have to do another one. We've also moved into a different house. It's just been 
a whirlwind because you guys have been joining us on so many of our free classes. We do courses on how to like master your emotions, how to find like this ultimate ideal guy. And in doing all that work, I haven't done a second um a second morning routine. But either way, what I do is every night before I wake up, before I go to bed, excuse me, I check my routine. And then when I wake up, I check my routine. And then about at least once in the middle of the week and once at the end of the week, I ask myself, how did this schedule go for me? Whatever it is. Sometimes, you know, you have new things coming into your life, like some new class or you have like a new like activity. You have to make sure it's going to work. All right. So number one, have a realistic schedule and keep rechecking into it. Don't make huge sweeping promises to yourself. You're better off with small mini goals. All right. Number one. Number two, stick to a schedule. (laughs) Like a lot of people just like they start a schedule and they like never stick to it. Like actually stick to it. How? How can I do that? I've tried so many times. Let me tell you something, guys. A lot of people are waiting for other people to motivate them you will wait forever because there's certain things that are just yours to do. You have to motivate yourself. A lot of people want other people to tell them the secret on how to motivate themselves. You have to want it. You have to want it. Some of you guys saw my post on Instagram where I mentioned that I had that deal with my Quran teacher and I went to her and I had a really busy life. Like I think I was working two jobs. I had like at the time three kids. Um, you know, I was traveling an hour to, to meet her and you know, there was just so much going on in my life and I, I wasn't able to memorize some stuff for two weeks in a row. And she was just like, you don't want it. And I was like, of course I want to memorize Quran. She's like, no, you don't. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I love her. She's like my mom, you know? And I'm like, won't want. I feel so like, okay, like what? I don't know. And then she's like, if you really want it, you'll do it. She's like, put it in a higher position in your life if you really want. And you know, like she's a very busy woman. She's like a PhD. So I can't like, it's not like she's just sitting around. Like she had, she herself memorized the whole Quran. She, she's like, I found a way you have to make it important. So that's what I say to you. Like make your schedule important. If you're not organized in a schedule, your whole life is going to be off, but you have to like not make that excuse for yourself that, Oh, things are busy. It's crazy. I have a whole podcast I'm going to be doing down the line. It's going to be awesome about like busy people. I suffered from that forever. Um, I've always been a busy person because I'm always doing a lot of things, but sometimes we glorify being busy. So if you're that woman, just wait, probably after Ramadan, I'm going to have a podcast on that. But if you're a person who's struggling to stick to a schedule right now, I want you to know, um, just tweak it, change it, just do something else, but make that deep promise to yourself, to Allah, to do something where you're going to keep track of what you're doing because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is keeping track. The angels are keeping track. And are we going to get our book in our right hand or our left hand? Those things at the end of the day come down to you. So you have to get serious. If you want it, you'll do it. Like my teacher said, and so you just have to find a way. So definitely make a realistic schedule and stick to it and make that promise to yourself and to Allah. And only you can do that. Number three, use a planner that works for you. So over the years, I have shifted between digital and handheld I kind of like both but here's the here's the thing go to whichever one that you're going to regularly write in so for younger people it tends to be the digital stuff but some people they still like touching stuff like I'm a touch person I keep trying to do digital I think digital's better because over the years you can get a glance and keep records and it's less clutter so if you want to be like more minimalistic you don't have like books of planners year after year and then like you want to find something you have to like turn all the pages to every single one of those planners to find what you did in your life where maybe like in a digital planner 
there you could search a word and then you could figure it out like cooking like let me pull up all the times i planned my cooking or something so for me digital makes more sense but that said I like touching books. That's just me. Like, so I constantly flip flop between the two. Now, if that's you, let me tell you the secret to still being productive, even if you're like wanting to be a flip flopper. And if you're one or the other, either way, the bottom line is, or the hard rule is do what you're going to fill in. Don't be the person who leaves it like empty one day, fill another day. Like I have a routine where every morning I sit, I have a spot. And I sit in my house, I get my, my, after I've done my prayer and my stretching, if you guys see my morning routine, I sit in that spot. I, I, I literally have my planner sitting there waiting for me. There's like, you can't avoid the planner. Like it's just there. It's not in my bag. It's not on my shelf. Like it's there waiting for me. I saw it before I went to bed. I woke up and went back to it and it's there. I open it up. I say, what am I doing for the day? I keep it open at my table all day and I check, check, check things off, cross things off, move things around. So it's not hard. It's not cumbersome because I'm doing it all day. It becomes a routine. If you're not a person who's used to that, that's what you need to do. If it's a digital one, keep the tab open just on your, on your computer. So while you're doing things, you just like drag it in, drop it, change it. There's a phone call. There's a class. I tried to finish my paper by today. Didn't work out. Just like change the date for the paper. Like go do it right away. Don't leave yourself a list of to-dos. They never happen. By the way, with to-dos, if you're a person who has a list of to-dos forever and you never get to them, that's why you need to come with us in our Ramadan recharge experience in Ramadan because we talk about the big three and we definitely focus on every day being productive. And people say like this is the most productive they've ever been because we take away that long list of things to do and we help women to prioritize like what is really aligned with what you want to do with your life. Because when you don't get everything done, that feels horrible. But when you don't get everything done, but you've done at least the most important things and you can feel a huge change in your life because of them, that is big. And that's where you actually finally see progress in your life. So definitely, like I said, make sure you get in there and you try to um, get on the waiting list for the Ramadan recharge as well. All right, moving on. Write thing and that, and that goes into the next one. Write things down all the time. A lot of women are really stressed out because they have a whole bunch of stuff swimming in their head. I'm a huge believer in like I hate to say this word. I hate, I always hated this word, but it's it's like what else do you use? Brain dumping, right? Brain dumping. You gotta like get it all out, especially when you're stressed out. That's why journaling every morning helps. And some women they're not writers. They're like, eh. but it's not hard. It's not like writing like you were in school. It's like your feelings and there's something about a pen and a paper and just letting it all go out. When you keep those things inside of you, it leads to a lot of emotional stress. When I was doing my free emotions class with you guys and I, we were talking about how the mind works, you guys know that it, and, and by the way, shout out to the women who are just finishing up the emotions course. We have an entire course where we teach them how to, um, you know, come out of those emotions. And so those women have been doing a lot of hard work and now they're just like in such a better place because they've learned how to process their emotions and not let them fester. And so it's kind of the same thing with like the schedule. It's like you keep it inside your head. You feel so overwhelmed because it's all in there. Let it out. Write everything down, everything you're going to do. Every time you have a thought, 
I'm not into post-its. Let me tell you why. I've done the post-it thing and I actually really like post-its, but they, they're not my friend because they fall out of my book. They're on the floor. They get unsticky and they don't stick anymore. And then all of a sudden I start like putting them into piles and shoving them in my bag so I can look at them later. And then I forget they're there or one of them gets lost and it was something really important. So just like, that's why I just keep like a planner or a notebook at all times. Honestly, if you came to my house, there's a planner and a notebook on my table like 24 hours a day. Um, so that's it. Write things down all the time. Number five, reward yourself. Yes. Okay. So if you're a person who has struggled with motivation, I told you motivate yourself. Okay, cool. Here's the way. And we do this in Ramadan, by the way, with the, the Ramadan program that we do. We teach women to reward themselves. Reward myself for doing basic things. Yes, that's what gets you to do more things. I mean, we're little kids at heart, let's be real. So for example, you're not going to make elaborate un-Islamic rewards. You're going to do things that are like, you would look forward to that. You would totally want that. So we do, my daughter and I, we do this sometimes. It's like, she's like, if I do X, Y, Z, I'm going to purchase this book for myself that I know I've really always wanted, or I'm going to get like, you know, it doesn't always have to be a, a physical item that you're buying, but it's like whatever it is that you're into. Like maybe it's like, you know, a nice hijab for yourself that like you normally wouldn't go out and splurge on. Like whatever it is, when you hit milestones in your life, you have to celebrate it. For myself, it was like sometimes just going out with my husband and like going to grab dessert or coffee, like just something nice where I'm going to reward myself. It used to be like going to get like certain pe- like pedicures or manicures done for yourself, like whatever it is that you feel will motivate you, that's what you do. And so at the end of a week or at the end of two weeks or at the end of a month, depending on how much motivation you need, don't make it like a financial thing. Like don't make it somewhere where you now create massive debt on your cards or on your, you know, bank account because and you know, we're not advocating that in any way where you're like now creating these this thing where it's like an excuse for you to like buy more stuff. If you've heard my minimalism stuff, we're not into that lifestyle, but we're just saying everybody wants to look forward to something. My daughter was having a really hard time putting her son to bed. And if you're a parent, you can relate at nap time or at nighttime. And he was just like fighting a tooth and nail. And he just, you know, keep coming out the room. I told her, well, how are you motivating him to go to bed? She's like, why do I have to motivate him? I'm like, well, unfortunately, some kids, they need a little motivation. She's like, okay. So she had this chart. I told her kids are visual and adults are visual sometimes, you know, just like in your planner, do this. Um, it could be on a Friday, you celebrate or like whatever at the end, mid, mid month, you celebrate at the end of the month on the last day you celebrate, like put it in your planner. Like the way she had it for the child is she put it up and every time he would put a sticker and at every night where he would go out and he wouldn't come back in or whatever deal they made. And at the end he would get to go on like a trip to the park or to the ice cream parlor or like whatever it is. And he was like, <laughs> I remember one day I went to the house and he was like, he was like, Siti, cause he calls me Siti. He's like, Siti, I got to go to bed right now. I need to go get my ice cream. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> then he like went and got his little sticker. He put it. It's that sense of achievement. It's that sense of like, okay, I'm a little bit closer to something that means something to me. So reward yourself, number five. Number six, avoid multitasking. I have been definitely um, a person who has like not um, been good in this area in my life. And I have learned to do something better, which is batching. So it's not good to multitask to do one thing at a time. We used to glorify multitasking like, oh, I'm a woman, I multitask, it's super amazing. Yeah, but then we're giving like half of our attention to everything and kind of never really doing anything completely. Now, there's some times where we're going to have to multitask, I get it. But if you can, instead of multitasking, batch. For example, 
for me. I have to put out podcasts for my lovely people. I love you guys to death. But if I put out a podcast separately every day, which I sometimes have to do depending on my schedule, but mostly I don't, um, it just doesn't work. So I batch sometimes in, in ways that I can. So like I'll do two podcasts at a time or three podcasts at a time. Why would I do that? Well, one, it takes the pressure. That's one big thing checked off for the next week or two. Like I don't have to worry about that. It is going to give you less stress. Number two, it's a proven fact that when you focus your energy on one thing at a time, you can get much more done instead of switching. For example, if you have to constantly switch between screens on your computer, check my email, go and do a paper, go do this, go do that. It definitely takes longer because you have to keep switching your brain, your physical being, everything gets switched, your focus. And so instead, tunnel your vision into one thing. Today, I'm going to work only on these multiple choice questions that I have to do. Or today, I'm only going to work all on the laundry issues in the house. You know, like whatever it is, one thing focus. And instead of doing a little bit of everything every day, do one big, huge batch of things in one day and another huge batch in the other. Don't get me wrong. You can never like completely batch everything. But when you start to do it regularly, you're like, oh, I don't have to actually worry about that thing for a while. And it's a really good feeling. So I want you to try it. It's an awesome feeling, right? Um, number seven, avoid distractions. Like for me, what I've noticed is like usually I have like 25 tabs open in my um, Chrome when I'm at my computer because I'm literally managing team members and I'm trying to make sure that I have, you know, things inside of Thrive Up and I have my courses that I'm trying to answer students' questions and I have all these tabs. So what I've learned to do is to have two windows, one window where I only have like one tab open, which is that current thing I'm doing in all the other windows. So I don't have to like re-log in all over again. So I tend to pull that one down and totally get it out of my face. Otherwise, if I see the little tab that says, says Facebook and there's a little ping thing on it, I'm like, oh, maybe it's important. Somebody needed me. And then I go click on it and then I stop writing what I'm writing. And then you get in the rabbit hole. And even if you have the best of intentions, like I'm going to help someone today, it doesn't matter. It de rails you off of your schedule, the first thing we talked about, and it ruins your time. Um, so that is something that's really, really um, difficult if you have it all open. So close out those tabs. Same thing with your phone. Get rid of all the tabs. Focus on the one thing you're focusing on. I can't tell you how sometimes I'm going to pay like a ticket for something like, you know, like you're driving and like there's so many cameras in New York, so many cameras. You go like one mile over the limit. And now you have another ticket. It's just like you have to be really careful with everything. It's not about speeding. It's just like they make it so they can constantly get money from you. So what happens is at the end of the day, like, well, I'm trying to do that. And then I realize I have another tab open and I get a ping. So I switch to see and all of a sudden I didn't pay that thing. So like that's my point. You have to Shut those tabs. It's hard. We have too many tabs open in our brain. <laughs> I think they were doing something on a YouTube video where they show like all the tabs open in your brain. That's why I say brain dump, write everything down. And I'll do a summary right now because we're about to close. Um, but the last one is track your progress. Now, if you're a person who finds that you never get things done, I want you to do what I did one day, which was an eye opener. I took a um, timer. Could be the timer on your phone. But you can have a physical timer. I just happen to have a physical timer because I homeschool my kids. And I, and I timed myself how long it took me to do each thing. I found out that it actually took me way longer than I realized. I thought like, okay, boom, I'm going to answer all my emails in 20 minutes. And then I got there and I realized it was 45 minutes. And then I thought that I was going to um, create these 
graphics that I had to create in X and, you know, I think it was like 30 minutes. It took me like an hour and a half. And I was like, oh, and then I had to like do some research on something that I thought was going to take 10 minutes and it took like 35 minutes. And if you added up all those minutes, it totally derailed my schedule. So then what I realized is things are taking a lot longer than I realize in things that I need to do. So I need like if it's writing a paper or like doing some research or answering some questions, I think we're not realizing how much time it's actually taking us. And for busy women in the house to wash the dishes, to, you know, get the kids out the house, I think we're not paying attention. And so that when we go to make our schedules, we always feel defeated. Like, oh, I didn't finish everything. I think it's because we have like a list of things that take 10 hours and we've put them sometimes in our schedule that they will only take six. And then we're like, oh, I never finished. But I think we're not always being realistic about that. So I would suggest if you didn't do anything else, you know, to really take that moment where you check if you're actually taking as long as you think. Set a timer when you start something. And then like beep it, you know, when it's off and look at it and and be real. And don't look at it while you're doing stuff. You know, I want you to just be like, do it normally how you would normally do it. Just put the timer away so you can't see it and then come back out and then just check the timer. And I think you'll be shocked how much longer it took you to do something. Anything, anything could be like university stuff, could be house stuff, could be like whatever. I think you'll be shocked because I realized things were taking a lot longer than I realized. And then I can go back to number one, which is fix my schedule and make it more realistic, right? So let's go back down the line really quick. Make a realistic schedule, stick to it. Use a planner that works for you, whether it's digital or handheld. I gave you suggestions on both. Write things down all the time. Reward yourself. You deserve it. You need something to look forward to. It will motivate you. Avoid multitasking batch when you can. Avoid distraction. Get rid of all those tabs. And lastly, track your progress. When I go back to distractions, um, friends, that's what I would say for university students. Don't like schedule things with your friends in between. Make those things with your friends be rewards at the end. Okay, I'm going to like hardcore like do work for three hours and then I'll talk to a friend. If a friend just happens to call you or ping you or text you or Snapchat you or TikTok share something with you, do not answer. It might mean flipping your phone upside down, but the more you do that, it is just sucking you into the vortex of social media and procrastination. <laughs> Let's just face it. So be real, real about those. You're going to have to make some hard rules for yourself. And if you don't do it for you, who will? All right. I can only give suggestions. You guys have to actually do the follow through. All right. Go back, pick just one or two or three of these things. And I'm promising you, you will see a huge difference. If you can do them all, more than welcome, but definitely, definitely start today. Don't procrastinate and say tomorrow. Make the most of what's left for today to at least just do one of these, all right? Love you guys for the sake of Allah. I will see you on Friday where we have an awesome guest. Inshallah, ta'ala. talk to you then. Oh, and don't forget to get on all those lists I mentioned, guys. If you want to get on Thrive, it's opening up. If you want to get on the Ramadan Recharge, if you want to still make it in the book club before it closes, do not forget. It's all in the show notes. All right, talk to you next time. Assalamu alaikum.